guitar. Who are you? Where do you come from? Are you listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Welcome to Headbangers Rock Show, where the past is still kicking ass. Your hosts, Chris51 and Joe, are talking old school rock and heavy metal. Now, let's kickstart the show, boys. God, you know, sometimes uh, when I hear that intro, the Chase the Ace by ACDC, God, I just want to keep listening. It's only like a two-minute song, but I want to keep listening to it. It's, it's so badass. So good. I know. It? I love it. Hey, welcome. Whatever. This is uh, KOUVradio.com, Headbangers Rock Show, because it's Wednesday night, and that's where we are. That's where you are. Um, it's also maybe Tuesday night or Thursday night or Sunday morning, and you're listening to this via Headbangers Pod, which is our new, well... We've always had Headbangers Rock Show, but now we are extending it into Headbangers Pod. So we're making it available, basically, so you don't have to tune into the radio necessarily from 6 to 8 Pacific Time at KOUVradio.com, though we want you to tune in. That's the best way to listen to it. Probably sounds the best that way right? with the radio compression and all that. But um, nonetheless, if uh, if you're listening to it and it's not Wednesday night on KOUVradio.com, then it means you are listening to Headbangers pod so it's the podcast version of basically the same show it's a two-in-one it's a two-in-one twofer it's a menage a trois of headbanging is what it is <sighs> is it really because that yeah. would be you me the pod and the rock shows that's four that's four that's not a menage that's an a trois. orgy of how about we just how about we just exclude you and i'll just go along That'll with work. the two with That'll the pod and the no show one listens to me anyways so um Anyways, uh, By yes, the way, we are that's back. Joe. Oh, yes. 51. Yeah, we should probably say who we are. I'm Joe <laughs> over there, Chris51. We are the uh, folks that typically do this show, so it makes sense that we're the ones here again. So, you know, I mean, if we had like Zach Wilson and, um, you know... Uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> our two favorite quarterbacks now. Wilson and, we get on the Wilson and Wilson show. Pretty good. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's, I guess, get into it since uh, it is a movie or a movie <laughs> show about... <laughs> Show about rock and roll and not uh, football, but um, so, anyways, this this episode today we decided that uh, what we would do is we we'd open up a kind of interesting um, topic, which I you know I don't know um, I don't know where it's going to go. We're going to see. Uh, I've got my list full of, list full of notes is what that should have just said. We don't know. Sometimes our computer messes up on it, so. If you didn't hear that or you did, anyways, list of notes. That's that's what I said <laughs> I had before the computer uh, hiccuped on us there. So anyways, uh, the episode tonight, though, is going to be basically talking about rock, 80s rock, um, and bands whose... So we can expand it a little bit. I mean, if we want to delve, talk about a couple 90s releases or whatever, but for the most part, our show... Kind of revolves more or less around 80s rock music. so Because it's the know. best. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. You know. And uh, so what we thought was we'd do a subject today of um, bands whose second album is better than the first. 
with the caveat caveat was is that the first album had to be released in in the 80s in the 80s yeah so because again that's our that's our wheelhouse that's kind of what this show revolves around so uh first album was released in the 80s then it counts and and then the second album could be early 90s or whatever but then that second album would be better than the first album now the funny thing is is you know we've done a ton of episodes where we've talked about you know everything i mean you know we we make lists we do this and that we pick pick different subjects that could create an episode around 80s rock and at first um glance i guess for better lack of a better term at first glance you would think that um that the subject of bands whose second album is better than their first would be i don't know i mean fairly easy easily distinguish you know i mean Okay, so we are having some technical difficulties tonight, which happens from time to time. Our computer just decides to uh, hiccup, and we're not really sure why. Some nights it uh, doesn't hiccup at all. Other nights it, it hiccups a lot. <laughs> Tonight it, it goes along with your hiccups and how drunk I you guess, are, usually. I guess, and I have, I've had two sips of my beer so far, so it can't be that. But for some reason, it's uh, hiccuping. So we, we, just, we were talking about it, and then it stopped on us. Now we're re-recording again. How professional of us, but whatever, you know, it's a hey, rock and roll show. I we're mean, headbangers, you know? You know? I mean, yeah. shit, I mean, how many times have I been up on stage when... Shit's gone out, mics have gone out, or uh, cymbals have fallen over when I'm playing the drums, and you just got to roll with it. So, anyways, uh, so what I was trying to say is that it, it, when you when you think about this subject of bands, '80s bands whose second album is better than their first, you would tend to think that 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 was a fairly easy um, subject because I mean, you would think aren't most bands' second albums better than their first? I mean. They have more money, maybe now they have more, a little more notoriety on their second album. Maybe got more money for better production, you know. So it it would make sense almost that the second album would be better than the first. Maybe the first was like almost quasi demo, you know. But yet it, you know, so why would the second album not be better? However, however, um, for a lot of our favorite bands, we, I mean, it's not hard to think about some of our favorite bands whose first album we consider is their best right, album for right. the most part, you know? And I mean, Absolutely. the funny thing was is that when I when we did this subject, it was actually harder than it sounds to come up with, you know, we, what we did is we, again, our lists, five bands whose album, second album was better than their first. Like I said, I, I thought maybe that would be an easy thing to do until I started looking into it, that's why we decided let's make it an episode about this because it's actually harder than you think yeah. to come up with to come up with the bands. I mean, th- there's there's a ton, and a lot of it is obviously based on your preference. I mean, some people may think, for example, "Too Fast for Love" is much better than "Shout Out the Devil" from Motley Crue. Other people may think "Shout Out the Devil" is much better. So it's obviously you know perspective. It's it's what you think of it. But I bet you, for the most part, there would be a pretty fair amount of agreement between which bands first albums are are better than their seconds right wouldn't you think yeah absolutely yeah i think there'd be i think there'd be a lot of people a matter of fact i've got a list i've got a list here that's not my list but it's a list of um bands that um who i think and you probably would be right along in line with me bands whose first album is better than their second album you know, mm-hmm. I, I went through and I, I just tried to think and rack my brain about 80s rock, 80s bands whose whose first album is generally, I think at least, and like I said, you probably think, and most people probably think, is better than their second. Maybe now the funny thing is, is in some cases not better than their third. Yeah. 
but better than their second, which is a weird, <laughs> weird gotcha. stipulation with this because there's a couple bands in here that I'm looking at, and they they had like a really great first album. Second album was okay. Third album's awesome. Yeah, I know, know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, so I a could couple name Metallica, Maiden. I could name lots of those. Well, yeah, uh, I think exactly. That, yeah. Um, well, and so here's a couple bands that I have down on my list that uh, would not fit this description. Meaning their second album is not. Or is not better than their first. Gotcha. So here's the here's the ones I came up with. You tell me what you how you if you agree with this. First and foremost, Cinderella. Night songs is better than oh, Long Cold Winter oh, by far. Absolutely. That's a, that's a pretty. Now I like Long Cold Winter. I like a lot of the cuts on there, but I think Night Songs overall is a better album, more I, rock. Yeah. And I mean, it's just I think Long Cold Winter is fifty percent less good. I guess however I want to say mm-hmm. it than, than that one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. They they got a little. You know. I mean, long call or um, night songs. It's just they're they're more powerful. Long call winner. They obviously got. Uh, I think long call winner. They were good friends with Bon Jovi. They they got there are a couple songs on there like Last Mile and stuff like yeah. that that are a little bit more Bon Jovi sounding. Yeah. You know, then but they have some great ones on there like Fire and Ice and Second Wind and stuff like that that are and Bad Seems Just Blues or whatever that you know great songs on Long Call Winter. But I think as a as a whole night songs was a better album i agree i mean it went from uh basically our beloved kind of hair metal to gypsy metal kind of yeah and they just like i said i think they followed i mean it was later in the 80s and i think they just sort of followed more of a trend where it was trying to make the songs more radio friendly you know right and that makes sense i mean and it did for them i mean you know what's the ballad that's on that don't know what you got till it's gone yeah obviously that was their big hit that made them you know big money and whatever so right uh, second one I, I have on here is Poison. Look what the cat dragged in is better than Open Up and Say Ah. Oh, by far. Yeah. By that, far. that one's a by far for Without me, a too. Yeah. I, a couple songs on Open Up and Say Ah I like. I mean, obviously, there's the hits on Open Up and Say Ah. But as a as a pure, just glam, raw album, Look what the cat dragged in is better than 100%. that. 100%. And then that's the first and second. Okay. Third one I have down here is Dio. Now, you know, obviously, Ronnie James Dio was in Elf and then... Mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, and then then he broke out on his own, or Rainbow, Rainbow. even, and then yeah. broke broke out on his own. So I'm talking about his his um, solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Holy Diver is better than um, Last in Line, of course. Yeah, in my opinion, absolutely. Um, I mean, Last in Line's got, like I said, got good songs on it, but Holy Diver is epic. Yeah, you know. It is. So again, there's there's one where the first album is better than the second. L.A. Guns, uh, their debut. In my opinion, this could be one that could be more debatable, but I think the debut album is better than Cocked and Loaded. However, mm. this is one where I'd say the third album is really awesome, Hollywood Vampires. Yeah. I would have a tough time saying that's better than the first one, or uh, as it's as good as the first one, if not better. But as far as the f- debut to Cocked and Loaded, I think the debut album is better. It's a little more raw. It's sleazy. The second one has got some... I don't know. They're fairly similar, but I would, I would again, I would say that one's good. Guns and Roses. Speaking oh, of guns, by far. Appetites way better than the way Use Your Illusion stuff. Yeah. Easily, easily. Living Color. Yeah. Vivid is better than Times Up. Absolutely. And that's a by a mile, you know. Unfortunately, because Living Color was so good with Vivid, and then Times Up is like, eh, right? It's okay. It's like I don't know how why it changed. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I, was just, I was hoping you were going to say Blizzard of Oz over Blizzard Diary of, of Oz Man. is better than Di- uh, Diary of a Madman. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I just, love Diary of a Madman. But, it didn't go downhill that much, but Blizzard of yeah. Oz is just. But all told, epic. it's yeah, yeah it's Blizzard amazing. of Oz is better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Metallica? You got Metallica on that? I'm a I'm a so, bigger fan of Kill 'Em All than Ride the Lightning. Okay, that's coming up. So okay. so here we go. I'm still in the bands that wouldn't fit this description. Okay. Um, Wasp. 
Okay, yeah. The debut is better than um, Last Command. By far. However, I do love the third album in their in their category. Like I think I think one is the best and three is the second best, in right. my opinion, right. and then Last Command. What's the third one called? Um, um, Inside the Electric Circus? Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, the first Wasp album is better than the second one, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Again, I think a lot of people would say that too. Um, here's one for you. Icon. Icon, yeah, <laughs> remember? yeah, from our old show. That's it's right. We did. We did a. Better. Yeah, Icon is a very unknown '80s band, but remember they had a really yeah. kind of a, you know, a fun but rocky Icon debut album, and then yeah. that second one sounded like basically damn turn, Yankees. Yeah, turn to garbage. It's just yeah. like weird. Yeah, uh, Dangerous Toys. Oh, by far. I dude. think the first yeah. one's better than Hellacious Acres. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Autograph. Yeah. Sign in, please, is better than the one that's called "That's the Stuff." Right, and I'm right. a big autograph guy. I love that first album. I think. I mean, matter of fact, we've done an episode where, for me, autographs "Sign in, please" is like a top five '80s album of all time. For you, for me, yeah. yeah for you. <laughs> I mean, just awesome. Oh, sorry, oh hey, my mom's it's the, calling the Simpsons. That's my mom calling. It's not Homer calling you. Nope, no Marge. Chris, open that phone. <laughs> Uh, I should probably turn that ringer off and, you know, get Faster Pussycat. I know you're not a huge Faster Pussycat guy, but I am. Uh, debut album is uh, better than uh, Wake Me When It's Over. No, I agree. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan, yeah. but yeah. Just a better sleazy LA sleazy metal album than the second. The second one had their biggest hit on it, but uh, which was um, the one about his dad. What's it called? I can't even think of it right now. Where there's whip, there's a way, or cocked and loaded. Where, which, where, where no, 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 no. Uh, Faster Pussycats, big song. The one about his um, dad leaving. Um, oh, shit. it's a ballad. I, I can't yeah, think I, of I don't it right remember now. either. Whatever, we'll look it up or something later. But anyways, that's their big song on that. Here I am. Oh, I'm a big Faster Pussycat guy. I can't even remember well, the name of their brain parts, you know? <laughs> the name of their biggest hit. Uh, another band. Um, so here's a well here's a couple that's whose debut album was actually in the '90s, but they're still in the kind of the the hair rock category. Um, Slaughter. Oh yeah. Stick it to you was 1990, but it was better than Wildlife. I mean, honestly, let's say. Yeah, I I did. Unlike you know, I know we've had this debate too. I love Wildlife, but I do agree the first one edges it. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Jackal. Their debut Jackal, was 1992. Yeah. And it was better than the 94 one or whatever push yep. comes to shove. Are you talking about House of Pain for House the, of Pain? That's yeah, it. Yes. That's thank you. Okay. Yeah. House of Pain is their big, is their big hit. Um, for Faster Pussycat. For Faster Pussycat yeah. too. And then the last one I have is near and dear to my heart. Love, hate. Love, hate. <laughs> yeah. Blackout in the Red Room was a 1990, barely. It was January 90. So it was almost an mm. 80s album. But uh, it's better than Wasted in America, which is their second one. Though Wasted America, like they theirs for me, it goes with Love Hate. It goes first album's the best, second album's second best, third album's third best. You know, for really, you know, on yeah. down the line, you know, for me. So, although Let's Rumble, their third album is really, really stinking good. Anyways, okay, so that's the list of uh, bands I came up with that uh, whose second album isn't maybe or it, first album is better than their second right, album. Right. Okay, so we kind of are in agreement on. That list for the most part, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I figured it would be easy. Agreement. Yeah. So here are the ones that were tough for me. Tough calls. You're talking about the band tough or tough calls? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> they may come in. I don't even know. Does tough have a second album? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so the tough ones for me, like ones that like I, when I was thinking about my list, like bands whose second album was better than the first one, these were ones that were like, are they better or aren't they? I couldn't really, I, there was no, I, I wasn't, I couldn't be decisive enough about it. Okay. You know what I mean? So... The first one is Mr. Big. Now, I don't know if you're 
Big, Mr. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. They have that first album. It's, I think it's just called Mr. Big. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's got uh, it's you know. Um, Oh, for God's sake. The slow, it. real slow song on it. No, no, no. That's on the second one. Oh, that's one. on the second one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm the one the who one. wants yeah. to. Yeah, that's on the second one. Lean oh. Into It. Oh, Lean Into Which It. Which Lean yeah. Into It is a great album. That's a great record. Minus that song. Yeah. Um, it's a great album, but the first one has got like, um, oh, the first one's got so many good tunes on it. It's really, it's like a quick little 10 song album. Like from, I think it was 88, 89, or maybe 87, their first debut album. I don't know if I've heard it that much, dude. Oh, like, God. It's it's actually really good. And that's why, and then, but Lean Into It's got some great, great songs on it, too. So I was kind of like, uh, I can't yeah. really, I can't really go, it's one's better than the other, necessarily. Um, and that was 89, their first record. Okay. So what, yeah. what, what are some of the songs on there? Because they got great songs. So they got Addicted to That Addi- Rush. Oh, Addicted to That Rush up. is great. Wind Me Up is great. Yes. Had Enough. Blame It on My yep, Youth. Yep. Take All a those walk, are. Big Love. Take a Walk is a great song. Yeah. I tell you yeah. what, if you don't know that album very well, go back and listen to it or anybody that's listening to this yeah. now and who like doesn't really know Mr. Big too well, take a listen to both those albums. The first two, the, the debut and then Lean Into It. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they're great songs. They were a great band. They really were a great band. I don't, after Lean Into It, they had a couple i don't really get into them that much after that you know like i said yeah butt rock basically died in 93 get over it actual size shit they had a lot of albums yeah they did they did yep they did (laughs) matter of fact um after a while paul gilbert left and uh, richie kotzen played guitar on some of the albums Hmm. it's interesting um anyways the second one for me and if you think of one just let me know because i've just got my notes down here but for tough ones okay this was a tough one rat now is the EP considered their first album or not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, um, I would say so. If it is, if they, if see, I didn't know. Does the EP count? If the EP counts, then the second one is better. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm Rat made my list. Okay, so, so we'll talk for you, all about the EP this. Counted. Well, I, I have I have okay. caveats to that caveat. Okay, okay, said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, yeah, for me, I was like, okay, if I consider Out of the Cellar really the first album mm-hmm. versus Invasion, I mean, I love Invasion. I love a lot of things about Out of the Cellar. I just couldn't like if I if you had to pin me down because they both have great deep cuts. They both have, you know, great songs. Obviously, Round and Round is on Out of the Cellar. So that's for me a kind of a throwaway song. But I don't know. That was a tough one for me. I couldn't because uh, again, I, does the EP count? If the EP counts, then the Rat would make it. But if it doesn't count, Out of the Cellar versus Invasion, too tough for me to call. Motley, yeah, yeah. Motley Crue was too tough yeah. for me to call too. Oh, see, not me. I, I'm see, too I, fast for love. I mean, okay. I love Shout the Devil, but. The older yeah. I get, the more I love Too Fast for Love. Me too. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, God, when I listen to like the, how good the song Shout Out the Devil is and how good like Bastard is and how good like all Red Hot. And, I love and them all, dude. Look to young, or, or, uh, hits I love, uh, Knock Em Dead Kid and all that. I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Because like as much as I love the rawness of the first Motley Crue album, like this, you know, some of the songs on Shout Out the Devil are it's just so No, it's so a tough great. one. It belongs on this portion of the list. Yes. But yeah. I'm still slightly sure. edged by Too Fast and for it, Love. It, yeah. Like I said, these were just ones that were just too tough for me to make a definitive decision. Like, right. yes, the second one is better than the first one. Right. You know, that was a tough one for me. I could lean one way or the other, but it was too tough could for me to go. Could lean into it? Yeah. <laughs> it was too tough for me to go absolutely and put my fist down. Second one's yeah. better. Uh, another tough one for me was Metallica. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Kill Em All is awesome. Ride the Lightning is awesome. I don't think those albums... I mean, they differ in the sense that I think Ride the Lightning is a little bit more polished. Right. Um, and Kill Em All is a little bit more raw. But I love some of the... I love actually Metallica's... That that 80s polished sound from them, from Ride the Lightning and... and um, Master. Master of Puppets. 
it's those two have different feels than Kill 'Em All, but Kill 'Em All's got. Awesome. I think that's why I like Kill 'Em All uh, slightly better yeah, because yeah. it had that raw power to it and stuff, you know. And it was so different than other stuff at the time. Right. That one, like I said, I put it down as one of the tough ones. If you had to, like, yeah. you know, if you had to put a gun to my head and say choose, I'd probably go Kill 'Em All too. Right, but it is a tough. But one. it is tough because Ride did, Lightning. In fact, is it did great. make my list tonight because it was kind of tough. Yeah, Ride Lightning's just a yeah. great album too. So I mean, it's that was that was just not definitive. Oh, and here's the yeah. one that you're gonna love. What? This was too tough for me. You would think you would think based on the past episode we did, this would be an easy one for me. Uh huh. But pride. And fight oh my to god! Survive. White lion? Are you kidding me? <laughs> white lion, baby. My white lion, not yours, mine. Um, for those of that don't know, I'm I'm the white lion fan of the uh, the two of us here. Yes, I, I'm. Believe me, you got to know that. And. I don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes, I do wear boxer briefs. I don't wear tidy whities okay? Nonetheless, <laughs> I still like White Lion. Um, but I love Fight to Survive, their first album. But minus When the Children Cry, I love Pride, too. And it was hard for me. It was like, as much as I think Fight to Survive is one of the best 80s albums, I was like, uh, is it is it absolutely 100% better than Pride? Because Pride's got great stuff, like I said, outside of When the Children Cry. Leave When the Children Cry off of it. And ran Road to Valhalla off of the first album, and those are two tight albums for me. As a White Lion fan, I actually thought White Lion was going to make your list. Tonight. Oh, I was yeah, dreading I it. Yeah, have to listen to another White Lion song tonight. Yeah, you're ready to crush me on that, huh? Okay. Yeah. So um, here's the thing: um, we usually we usually interject ourselves with um, or interject ourselves. No, we don't do that yeah. live on air. <laughs> we wait till we wait till after the show to do that. No. Um, we usually interject with some music, uh, you know, we try, you know, every 20 minutes or so. We've been blabbing for about 20 minutes. Now, we didn't actually come into this with anything lined up other than the stuff we were going to play from the bands we picked, mm-hmm. right? Right. So let's go on the fly right now and give the people like a little music break from our voices. So um, of the bands so far I've talked about or that you know, um, let's play a song from a band that didn't fit the description or one of the ones that were tough to okay. fit. The, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with the Mr. Big song because I like, I think Mr. Big is a band that those two albums should be heard more, those first two albums. Right. So I'll do, um, I'll do Take a Walk from the first Mr. Big album. This is just on the fly. We don't have this in our notes. Right. Uh, so let's play, a, let's play a song. Each of us play a song that, um, that is from kind of a, you know, either, either it was too tough to call or um, you know the the you think the first album is better than the second one? Okay. Do you okay. have one that's too? Did did you have one that was too tough to call? I mean, a couple. You probably had a couple that were too tough. To call. Uh, I mean, I had a couple. I mean, Metallica was on there. I mean, yeah. You know, I I'll tell you what. I'll use any excuse to play a Motley Crue song. Okay. Every show, I'll use an excuse okay. to play a Motley Crue okay. song. So, I'll I'll just you can pick anything off of Too Fast for Love. I don't care. Um, because it does to me, it, it's it does slightly edge it, but it's a very tough call because yeah, we grew yeah. up on Shout the Devil, right? It was right. my all time favorite album until recently. I'm you know like I'm like God. The older I get, the more yeah I can appreciate Too Fast for Love. So right, why don't right. you just pick something off that too? Okay, yeah. And, if uh, you're li- leaving it up to me, then I'm gonna be. Uh, wait, what did we do our last show? Did we play? I think I played Starry Eyes, didn't I? Or something? no, no, no. We did. Or we was it uh, Public Enemy number one? That's oh, what yes. I played on our last show. Well, God, I'm trying now brain farting. What the hell was our last show about? Why did we? Our last show was the big co- concert tour coming up. Oh yeah, because we were talking we, about Motley Crue, Poison, and Def Leppard. Yes, yeah, yes, the songs yes. we would think they didn't. They, All right, they so if you leave it up to me, yeah. I'm going to play "Come On and Dance." Then do it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll play uh, "Come On and Dance," Motley Crue's first album, and uh, uh, "Take a Walk" from Mr. Big's first album. So these were for me. Mr. Big was too tough to call. 
for you, you would you were saying you're saying no, second album is not better than the first. Group right, in right. but okay. it's still a tough call. So the, yeah, so yeah. these are two that didn't make our final list, but we'll play it to give a little music interjection here, so we don't you know bore everybody too much with our <laughs> voices. We <laughs> right. like to we like to give you music every uh, every so often. So okay, here we go to uh, the two songs, and we'll be right back after that. K O U V Radio dot com and uh it's headbangers rock show on kouv radio and it's headbangers pod if you're listening to this on like you know spotify or stitcher or whatever wherever you listen to podcasts so uh okay we'll be right back after music
Back we are, KOUVradio.com, The Couve. The Couve! Headbangers Rock Show. I'm Joe, that's Chris51 over there, and if uh, if it's not The Couve you're listening to us on, then it's called Headbangers Pod, and you're listening to it, you know, via some podcast, Medium, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, whatever the hell we're on. I can't remember which ones we're on, but there's a couple out there, so hopefully you are listening. If you are, awesome. Good to have you, and we're always... Glad to be here because uh, this, this is what we do once a week. We talk about 80s rock and uh, heavy metal. The best rock. And sometimes uh, we mix it up, though. You know, like uh, Chris over here is dying to do a Culture Club episode, which <laughs> we could do. It's 80s. You know, yeah. you could do. I mean, maybe we could do Who's Better, Culture Club or Howard Jones? Ooh, tough one. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be going Hojo all day, wouldn't you? Of course you? I would. Yeah. We used to love Hojo back in the day. Remember I still that? Still listen to Hojo. I know he had to. some yeah. good. He had some good cuts actually. I'm not talking was, about the Mets third baseman. I'm talking about uh-huh. position. Third baseman. He was. Uh, he wasn't he left fielder. Hojo uh, right after fielder. A while. He was started out third base. Oh, did he? Howard Johnson. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. But that's for another show. <laughs> that's for our sports. Was there a hotel show. chain called uh, Howard Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on one second here. I got my own technical difficulties to deal with. Anyways, uh, so what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> Let's get on to this list, man. So yeah. we are talking about what well, you texted me earlier in the week and said this is our topic, like you normally do. Right. And uh, you said bands whose, 80s bands primarily, whose second album is better than their debut album with the with the 
Only stipulation really being that the first album, the debut, has to be released in the 80s. Released in the 80s, yeah. Yeah. Keeps us on our, in our wheelhouse there. So yeah, so we, we both compiled our, our usual lists of five, top mm-hmm. five lists mm-hmm. um, of, with that criteria in mind. So let me, uh, let's do this before we, before we get into that top five list or mm-hmm. five, five al- bands whose albums were, second albums were um, better than the first. Um, we, we did, before we played those last two tunes, we, we listed um, a, a bunch of, bunch of bands whose first album is better than their second. That's why we were trying to say how tough this actually was. It wasn't. It wasn't no gimme. This was no gimme. Right, like right. when you think a second band, second album better than their first, you would think, ah, oh, that's a gimme. There's got tons of bands whose second albums are better no than their gimme. first. Not a gimme here, especially when we're talking '80s bands, because a lot of these '80s bands, when you think about it, a lot of the '80s bands, um, you know, the '70s, a lot of a lot of rock bands did their due diligence. You know, the Van Halens, the Quiet Riots. The Judas Priest, the Iron Maidens, you know, they were club bands for a really long time before they right. got their break. And even when they got their break, it wasn't like they just broke out. Yeah. So fast forward to the 80s when rock music is starting to get, you know, and MTV is becoming popular. Some of these bands could could come out with an album and have and then and then we have enough money to make a cheap video and boom, they get they explode, you know what I mean? Right. So it makes sense that in the eighties there were a lot of bands who, yeah, they did their due diligence as far as coming up, but they had the luxury of having like the MTV thing. So they, they kind of exploded right out the bat. Doesn't mean necessarily that the first album, second album is going to be better or whatever. And in some cases like poison, for example, you would think that their second album should be better because they, they, they exploded with their first album. Mm-hmm. And then the second album was, eh, you know, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't nothing near the first one, but they hear they right. had all this more money. They were a bigger band. I mean, granted, they had bigger hits on the second album, but for right. diehard people like us who like the genre, if we're thinking about Poison, we like that first album better. You so, say the same for Cinderella, basically. And Cinderella, yeah. you know, some of these, I mean, you know, Guns N' Roses is an anomaly. I mean, they obviously just wanted to do something way out there and big. But anyways, so I had, a, there was a couple bands on here that either... I kind of put them in my no clue or no opinion category. Okay. So we had a, we had ones that were whose first album was best. We listed a bunch whose first album was better. We had a couple. I, I listed a couple. You you talked about a couple tough ones for us. Eh, first, second album, they're both. It's too mm-hmm. too close to call. Uh, another category I had down here was bands that I had no clue or no opinion about, basically. And for and in in some cases, it was because they had a couple albums before kind of their best album so for example bon jovi right mm-hmm. they had the debut album then they had the 7800 degrees fahrenheit album and then yeah we really don't mean to do this and we have to figure out it it's kind of funny we we keep trying to figure out why we have uh, these technical difficulties but there goes technical difficulty like number four tonight. The there other night we, we we had a great episode. We had no technical. Our computer did not shit on us. We were just talking about. I think we figured out how to not have how not to have technical difficulties. And here we go. It's uh, it's messing up on us again. We don't we don't know how to do it. Anyways, uh, for you listening, it's a steady stream with a couple like little hiccups for us. It's like ah shit. What's the computer doing? Why did it just stop recording? Uh, okay, let's get let's right. get at it. Nonetheless, um, so I was talking about Bon Jovi. They had the debut album. They had 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit, and then comes out um, Slippery Slippery Wet. wet, Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, and honestly, Slippery Wet, I mean, despite 
the fact that it has wanted or not wanted man, but um, wanted living dead or alive, living on a prayer, living on a prayer. What's the other one on there that's big? Oh, shot, uh, shot through the heart. Yeah, you're to blame. You, you, love, you, a you love a bad name. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know they had three really giant, giant hits on that album, which I, I mean I hear them all the time still. I don't. So if I play that album, I'm playing like you know social disease and like raise your hands to rock. Oh wait, raise your hands to rock or is it? What's that hand? What's that first song? Uh, I'm not even playing that album, so I don't know. What's that first song? It's on. It's that song that's on uh, the goddamn um, uh, uh, movie, the the spoof of Star Wars. What's that called? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Remember that show? The they they play the Bon Jovi song. It's something rock. I don't remember that. Not raise your hands to rock. That's a Motley Crue song. It's and it's on Slippery When Wet. Let yeah. it rock. Let it rock. Yeah. Yes, great song. I love Let It Rock. I love the deep cuts on on Slippery When Wet. Matter of fact, if you take away those three. Uh, popular songs. I like Slippery One Wet a lot. Like I, mm. I can listen to that album and listen to the deep cuts for sure. The 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 first, the first two, I don't really know much about. I mean, I listen to some of the songs here and there. Great White was another band. Like they had stuff before oh, Once yeah, Bitten yeah. and Twice Shy, but I don't really know it, so I couldn't tell. Yeah, no, Twisted Sister. They had yeah. two albums before Stay Hungry. I think you and I would agree Stay Hungry is their best. Absolutely, but it's not their second album. It's their third. Right. Uh, Quiet Riot again had two albums in the seventies before Mental Health ever came out in the eighties, so that doesn't count because yeah. Mental Health is their third, despite it being their best. Yeah, and then uh, one I just threw in here just for you and me because you know how I feel about early Anthrax. <laughs> oh, I love Anthrax. I know you love her, but I think I don't. I mean, Fistful of Metal was was it better than what's the second one? Among the Living. Among the Living. Among the Living is way better. Yeah, so yeah. See, the second album is way better. But for yeah. me, like I don't really I'm, uh, outside of the John Bush years, I don't really. The early stuff I don't really get into, so I just thought I'd throw that in yeah. for you, you know, just because <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I I like in some fact, of that. That almost stuff, that almost made my list. Did it? Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so before we get into the list, real quick, do you have anything else to say? Because I have I have a couple on here that I want to. Maybe we'll get into our list first, and then I'll go back because okay, there were well, there was a couple on here that for me they were either too easy, or they or they were like the almost made the cuts. Okay. I kind of went into it a different way. Yeah, how'd you go into it? I kind of went into it where their second album I thought was so much better. Apart, like it, you know, I didn't just go with my favorite album. Okay, well that's the band and that's my favorite album, and it happens to be their second one, so that's what I chose. Right, you know, I went with that. I thought their second album was so much better that it either changed the band or it was so underrated, or you know, uh, that was kind of my stipulation was it was a night and day difference, kind of. It's right, kind of, right. It's kind of what I went with. Okay, so it had to be like it had to be profound. It couldn't just be like barely made. Exactly. It. Yeah. 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 And so there was a couple that for me, like there were a couple of real easy ones I could go. I was like, I, I want to try. I want to try and now don't list them all because I might have. Them. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think you may actually have some. So let me not mix. So there was one for me that was easy. But it's a deep cut one, so I won't go with the obvious easy ones because I bet right. you you might have one. Well, on there. I'm hits fifty one, so yes, I'm probably going are, with the yes. easy ones. But the uh, the band Extreme. So yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Uh, their first album, I'm not really. I, I go back and occasionally listen to it a little bit, just to mm-hmm. see, like, because a lot of people dig it. Like they have a song called "Kid Ego." That I guess that you know is mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it's kind of. Big. I don't really like their their first album, eh, the Pornography album. Yeah, way better. Way better, in my opinion. Way yeah, better. Night and day. But that didn't make my cut because it was too. I'm not that big of an extreme fan, anyway. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I kind of had one like that. Um, a band again who I thought third album was the the staple for them but i could say that about the cult i thought love was way better than dream time their first one 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I can yeah, kind of yeah. say that about the Colt. Yeah, Even sure. though when you talk about the Colt, you can't not talk about electric. Of course, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's why they, that didn't make my list. If yeah. electric was the second album, that's, that's good. I didn't, you know, I didn't even think. I always think about Love being their first album for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah, Dreamtime, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. always feel like Love is their first album. I forget about Dreamtime because for me, you know, I mean, for you and I, Love and Electric and, right. and Sonic Temple are the three right. monster albums in their category, and they were boom, boom, boom in succession. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and so uh, another one that that was was uh, like Saigon Kick. Oh yeah. Now their debut album was ninety, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. fit this category as the debut. But I thought that the Lizard was better than the debut. Oh, that album's way better. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, it is too. Yep. Yeah. And then the the last one I'll say on here, which probably isn't on your list, I'll save the other two um, because they may be on your list. Uh-huh. Shotgun Messiah. Oh yeah. I love the first album. It's kind of cool. It's di- two different singers, mm-hmm. but the second coming album is just. I mean, it's such a good album. I, I consider yeah. that for my list, actually, because yeah. yeah. I like that album so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, those are my almost made it. And then I had two that were too easy, but I'm going to see if the too easy it's ones probably are probably my first two bands. Prob- I'm going to be honest with you. It probably <laughs> is. I'm going to say, I wish I could tell the audience here. I wish I could kind of like whisper in their ear, here's my two picks here. But uh, well, let's um, go into my list then and let's see. Okay. So, so my, my number now, five. Now, this is not, now, did, I didn't necessarily rank them one to five. I just came up with five. Oh, okay. I, I ranked mine in order, which was very hard for me to do, especially okay. for the top three. I mean, if I had to go back and rank them, I could do it. But I just I just have a list of five here, and they're in no particular order. It's not it's not like I like the f- the album I'm going to talk about first any better than I like the album I'll talk about fourth. Okay. So to me, no, it's I, just five. I, okay. Okay. My, mine's more chronological than that. But, okay. Um, so, so your number first five one. is probably what you said was way too easy is uh, Skid Row. Did you have that? Oh, yeah. Yep, that was yep. my too easy. Because, I, I mean, let's face it, Slave to the Grind is so much better oh, than the first so, one. So much better, dude. Like, it's just, yeah. And yeah. I love the first record. And, and you oh, know, yeah. I'm the yeah. hits guy. I love yeah. the hits on and it. You love the hits on it. See, I'm one of those ones where, like, bon, the Bon Jovi album, take away those hits and the, the deep cuts on the first album, Slick Good Row, are awesome. See, I'm opposite with that Bon Jovi. You take away the hits and it blows, <laughs> dude. Like, God. <laughs> you are Hits 51. If anybody doesn't know, just tuning in today, Chris 51, his, his uh, tattoo moniker, I call him on this show hits 51 yeah because he often okay we have to apologize because we are having major computer issues tonight again the flow you may not notice it because it just all of a sudden we're talking about one thing and then we are back talking about something else but for us the computer is really glitching out on us tonight so so we probably look like idiots again but yeah well for sure we'll get through this episode again people listening to it it's it's you know you're not you're not you're not (laughs) going through the painstaking uh you know it's uh process of trying to figure out what the hell is going on like we are but anyways um, honestly it doesn't matter it I may mean, we're not it. doctors here we're doing surgery you know we're talking <laughs> about true. heavy metal so we that's true up, that's know? true can you imagine if this were open heart surgery <laughs> and occasionally the heart just stopped we're like wait a second why did it stop over there we're doing the surgery um okay so back to my list so your list so you, you're so skid row skid so row and you know what? i don't really even say anything else about that album we all know it's better you know, um, let's yeah. just play a song, yeah. and, and I'm interested to see what your number five yeah, is. Yeah, we so. know we know that, like I said, that was, to me, that was one of the ones where I'm like, ah, I know that one's so much better. Like, right. I, I would try and try and uh, see if I could find something else. But actually, it was originally on my list, you know, because I was like, that's definitely one, you right. know, where Skid Row's second album is better. And I think a lot of people... Now, little bubblegummy fans might not think so, but for most people that are, you know, into music, into 80s rock, when Slave to the Grind is a better album heavier harder better um yeah it was actually way more up higher on my list until i started thinking of other bands and yeah you know it kind of bumped it down but so 
So yeah, yeah, let's just play. Uh, let's play a song off it. Uh, well, I'll do one, do one to your and list. So we'll play two in a, obviously two songs in a row. So I'll tell you my first album, and then we'll go back, bang, bang. So yeah, um, are you? Yeah, you're gonna play a song off of uh, "Slave to the Grind." Yeah, right? I'm just yeah, play yeah. the title track. Title "Slave to the Grind." Yeah. I, I just love how heavy that song starts yeah, off. I can't get enough song. of it ever. So. Um, and then for me, the first one that I have on my list again is not in a particular order. It's uh, the Bullet Boys. Oh, that was almost on my list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And it's really, this is one of those ones that I could have almost put in the too tough to call category because the um, the first album is really good. It is. I just think Freak Show is is a better album. It's a little bit less low end on the production, which for me is not my biggest thing. I'm not usually high on that. I wish their their low end on this on Freak Show would have been uh, would have been uh, up higher than like it is on the first album. I just think though that the songs like THC Groove, Hell Yeah. Um, um, hang on, St. Christopher, which is a cover. Ripping me. Those are those are some of the highlights on that album for me. And I love the first one. Here's here's an interesting though thing though is that uh, the first album uh, got up to number thirty four actually on the Billboard Top two hundred. Obviously driven by uh-huh. like Smooth Up in Ya, right? And for the love of money, which was that OJ's cover that they did. Yeah. Um, and Freak Show only got up to sixty nine, which doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean there was no real big hit off of this album. Yeah. You know, Bullet Boys kind of came into existence. Uh, they were in, they were together in the band King Cobra, a couple of them for a little mm-hmm. while, and then they formed Bullet Boys. And they, you know, the '88 or whatever they had, Smooth Up in You, which was, you know, together with all the wingers and stuff like that. You know, and it's whatever. Fifty One loves yeah. that song, and and so they had a couple with the first album. Nothing on the second album was really a hit, but I personally love the um, difference that the the second album, the, the like it's not they've got the ebb and flow. You know, they got power songs they've got some kind of like slow rockers and they come back it's just it's just an overall i think a better album like i said production wise i wish it was a little different but i can get over it for this album because i i do dig it quite a bit See, i thought about that album but it was one of those that was too close to call for me because i love both albums so it was almost too close to call for me but i put it on my list because i do love freak show so what, song, bit what better. song are you gonna play on that one? Oh, what am i gonna play on that one i think i'm gonna do uh am i doing I thought I was doing something else. I have. Let me look here. I thought we'll do, I had. We'll do Slave to the Grind from Yeah, me. yeah. And then, and then um, let me just peek here. I thought I was doing um, THC Groove, but did I have a different one? Because I love THC Groove. That's a great song. It's an awesome song. Um, do you have something else lined up? Uh, nope. We're going to do THC Groove. I love That's it. That's what I have I on my that. list here. So, okay. So we'll do um, uh, Slave to the Grind, THC Groove, two songs back after this. KOUV Radio. Dot com Wednesday night Headbangers Rock Show and uh, Headbangers Pod if it's not Wednesday night on KOUV Radio and you're listening elsewhere. Okay, after this, we'll be right back.
everybody, this is Rudy Sarsom. You're listening to Headbangers Rock Show with Chris 51 and Joe. And back we are after the two songs that we just played. Slave to the Grind. Slave to the Grind by Skid Row. And what was my song? THC Crew by, uh, by Bullet Boys off the Freak Show album. Okay, so if you're uh, back with us, it's KOUV Radio. Dot com Headbangers Rock Show Wednesday night six to eight uh, West Coast time or Headbangers Pod. That's also our new thing. Um, so it's it's either or. It's the same show, just where you're listening to it, when you're listening to it. So the uh, the idea here for Headbangers Rock Show slash Pod tonight is to uh, talk about bands from the eighties. Who's the the idea of the show of the show is bands whose second albums uh, we deem Chris Fifty One and I deem are better than their debut album, so their first albums, which mm-hmm. we talked about in the first hour. Well, we're still kind of in the first hour right now, but what we talked about in the first part of the show was that it's not really that easy. No, it's not. Um, There's you a couple think, obvious ones, but... Yeah, you would think, you know, oh, yeah, second album, better than the first. Of course, a lot of bands are like that, right? First album's like, you know, usually like demos, raw stuff, whatever, and the second album, boom, they have, you know, production behind them. A lot more uh, time to do it, yeah, this and that. But uh, you know what? Actually, the lists are that we came. I mean, it was hard. I mean, we we had. I mean, I I came up with way more bands whose first album was better. Yeah. Than whose second Me one too. was, you know. So. Me too. Mm-hmm. All right. So we uh, we both listed uh, two bands. Or initially, you said Skid Row's second album, "Slave to the Grind," is better than the first one. Which I think again that that's very it's a given. That's kind of a given in the mm-hmm. rock world. I think a lot of people think that. I went with Bullet Boys' Freak Show being better than the debut album, not by a lot, but I think it's it's a better enough album that it was for me. I could put it on there. It's a little bit of a step up. I think some people who listen to the show who may you can get into the into you know Bullet may disagree with me on that one. It wasn't it wasn't it was close, but it, I think a, a Freak Show is a little bit better album overall. So okay, what's your second? So number my my number four then. Uh, which was probably the other one on your list you were talking about, of course, is Def Leppard. Yeah. Drive. <laughs> so those were the two that I put I on my it. list that were too easy for me to call because I was like, of course, the Slave to the Grind is better than the debut. I knew it, but I feel and obligated. I to know, talk I know, and it. I like, almost put it on, but I was like, you know what? I bet you, I bet you, old Hits Fifty One will do it, so I don't have to do it. So God, I, go I, out I there. completely feel obligated. But yeah, of course. Just... On on through the or I mean, uh, uh, high and dry better than on through the night. Now, yeah. You know, it's interesting because, I mean, On Through the Night has its own charm. Yeah, of course. You know, it's a really great album. And a I much love. better cover, which we've yeah, all agreed that's right, that's right. Yeah, Man <laughs> in a Speedo or Mack Truck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, yep. I, I I mean, I agree with you. And obviously, I think, like I said, I think Def Leppard's High and Dry, I think you and I would both agree, is top five 80s album of all time. Of all time. So Not just was, 80s album. I yeah. think it's like, I think it's top 10 of all time of all albums. Time like, albums. Like, is that good, yeah. dude? Yeah. And so that would be an easy pick, even though, like I said, On Through the Night's got its own little charm to yeah. it. It's it's good. It's It's got that new wave of British heavy metal sound to it, a lot more than the, the subsequent albums after that do. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's raw. It's awesome. I love On Through the Night. You know, I have it on vinyl, cassette, and CD, I think, I, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, High and Dry is just such a good album. So, yeah. so good. So, so tight. So awesome. And it still carries a little bit of that British wave of new heavy metal sound to it, but with a little bit more raw 80s energy. Well, that's why actually it was, even though it reached number 15 on the UK charts, it wasn't really well received because a lot of people over there thought they were trying to be too American. Yeah, that's you right. Know? Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny, speaking of charts, is well, I didn't even know this till actually when I actually did some research today for a change. Hey, look out. 
What? You well, research? research? Yeah, oh, I yeah, had another like, technical difficulty. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm surprised you did, you did your research without technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. Yeah. But no, I was surprised to learn that uh, High and Dry actually, you know, they it made the rock charts in you know, 30, 40 something when it, when, it, when it first came out yeah, yeah. Um, in America. But after Pyromania, after the success of Pyromania, do you know that High and Dry went back into the top one? Oh, I will bet. Yeah. 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 It reached like, uh, I don't know, 70 something or something. But yeah. I thought that was kind of cool that Pyromania was so successful that the previous album came back in. Oh, know, yeah. Which was cool. So. Yeah. I think Pyromania's success probably had a lot, uh, probably back in the early 80s, got a lot of people to go back and buy High and Dry again. Yeah. And maybe not so and much on the for us. Night. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's yeah. what happened with us. And know? the thing with, uh, with, with High and Dry is at least it, it did have a pretty um, noticeable decent hit on it with bring on the heartbreak yeah um so i mean it was easy for people to go oh that's that band that was bringing on the heartbreak i remember that song now this album's awesome i'm gonna go buy high and dry matter of fact i remember as a kid you know you and i growing up we went you know we had cassettes and records but we were also constantly like as kids we would it's different than today i think at least in, in my my kids experience you know you and i were constantly like going over to other people's houses had older brothers, you know, they had mm-hmm. record collections and stuff like that. We'd ride our bikes over. I remember the High and Dry album being in almost every record collection I ever went to somebody else's house. I never had it as a kid. Same here. Yeah, I had Pyromania. Here. I never had High and Dry, but I always remember seeing it, like in my neighbor's house, the older than me. Yeah. Uh, other neighbor across the street had older brothers. Um, they had High and Dry, you know, always saw it, never really had it as a kid, you know? Yeah. So same here. But yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a monster album. It was. And you know, it was, it was actually, it's tough to to pick a song on that album other yeah. than another hit and run. I mean, let's face it, that's that's the best song. Yeah, it that's is. That's our favorite song. Well, pick it. If, so you, I, if, I you, if you must. Oh, you, we, you got something played else. It before. Okay. We played it before. We've yeah, played yeah. Let It Go before. Pretty soon we're not going to be able to go, we've played it before. We're just going to have played all these songs. Yeah, we played that before. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to pick On Through the Night. You know, yeah. we've played uh, we played Lady Strange, I think, an episode or two ago. Yeah, might have. I yeah, played yeah. it on the songs that definitely oh, right, should right. play at a concert. But oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, so... um. I'm gonna go with Mirror Mirror just because it's one of the few left off that record. We I don't think we've played on a previous right, show. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. So that's my pick for yeah. my. Uh, and we my are playing record. music despite the fact we kind of we kind of talked about it last week about we're we're it's gray area in a podcast whether or not playing music is quote unquote legal. Does it fall into the uh, what is it? It's called like the fair something or other. If you're kind of fair trade or something, fair trade. No, <laughs> it's not fair it trade, but it's like the fair use act or something like that. Whereas if you're kind of analyzing movie pieces or music pieces, this is what we're doing. You can play them in an analytical sense. Again, like we said, you, you know, most people are not going to get onto the podcast and skip an hour into it just to listen to Def Leppard Mirror Mirror. Right. If you hear it and you're listening to it and you're streaming this show, you know, go. And it's on the podcast. Go, uh, you know, go stream Def Leppard, Mirror, Mirror, or whatever. Some of these songs more and gives, you know, that which gives them revenue stream on the radio show. We're all good. We've got uh, we've got music rights and stuff like that. But uh, on the podcast, eh, we don't know. But we're well, at this point, we're just playing the music because it's, yeah, it's fun. I agree. And at that point, if you don't own High and Dry by Def Leppard and you're listening to this show, then you probably shouldn't even be listening to our damn show. Right. Because right. you, you don't know rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, let's we just it. do the music break. So as you're listening to our podcast, um, or radio show, you you get a little music break now and again. It's not just two hours of us blabbing about stuff, so it's a nice break. Right. Anyways, okay. So what do so, you got? Uh, my second one. Okay. Screw the uh, technical difficulties. God dang it, we're gonna figure this out. <laughs> it's one of these days. Anyways, <laughs> probably wouldn't even know if, if we didn't say anything. Yeah. But. If I just if I could just uh, be you know um, 
uh, <laughs> elegant enough to be like, where did that just stop? What word was I just saying when our computer hiccuped on us? Anyways, so my second pick, let's, uh, we'll get through it so we don't have another hiccup here, is Warrant. Warrant, huh? Yes. Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich is a eh, okay album. I mean, I can I can grab two or three deep cuts off that and put it on a playlist. Other than that, I'm like I've never been in love with it. It's too tinny, it's too yeah, yeah. But Cherry Pie I think is a pretty darn good album. I don't even know if I could warrant warrant being on my oh. on any list of mine. I think Cherry Pie actually despite I take out the song Cherry Pie and take out like I mean even but I don't know Uncle Tom's Cabin's a pretty darn good song I mean it's a hit I saw Red yeah it's a hit but it's a kind of a different kind of ballad it's kind of it's, it's a more rock and ballad it's got a big rocking part in the middle of it it does start out kind of slow and sappy but for me it was the first album has crap production this one has better production on it um, the only reason I think Warrant even got any attention in the 80s was the song Heaven on Dirty Rotten Filthy, right. Stinking Rich, and then that boosted them to Cherry Pie. Heaven is the only song on the first album that ever got anything. Down Boys was eh. You know, I mean, they did have a video for it. but So when they got the money to do Cherry Pie, I think that they did some good things. For me, the highlight songs on that are Sure Feels Good to Me, Love in Stereo, Song and Dance Man, and Train Train. And these are all songs that are you know not the hits. But I think this one has, it's like an 11 or 12 song album. I think it's got good, really good hit songs that are not Cherry Pie and Uncle Tom's Cabin. And I saw Red. It's, it's a good record, but I don't. it's not a good enough record to be on any list of mine. It's just yeah. a good record, but it's not a great record. I yeah. don't know. That, that's one I'll it's, disagree on. It's, well, I mean, it, well, you wouldn't disagree that it's better than Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking, Rich. Yo, no, of course. Yeah, of course. so that yeah, was yeah. kind of me. For me, I was like, I mean, Cherry Pie, in my opinion, is loads better way better well, so that's, I, I get what you're saying there. yeah so it's not like saying. cherry pie is one of my favorite albums of all time gotcha. for gotcha. by no means but it's a much better album like so it's funny my first pick bullet boys was teensy better this one was much better and that's why it was easy for me to put cherry pie on there because in my opinion it's it's a, just a much better album than their first one was not that right. i not that i'm a huge warrant guy i mean i yeah, dig them yeah. but you know whatever again though their third album i think has got even some really cooler songs was on that it, but doggy dog, doggy dog, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's got okay. cool songs on it too. A little, you know, Jenny Lane was what he was, but nonetheless. Okay, so you're, uh, what am I playing? I'm playing a song off of Cherry Pie. You're playing a song off of, um, um, what was your second one? Dev Leopard. Oh, Dev Leopard. Yeah. Oh, Mirror Mirror. So yeah. what are you playing? Mirror Mirror and what? Uh, no, I'm not playing Mirror Mirror. You're playing Mirror no, Mirror. I know. Mirror, oh, Mirror, <laughs> what are you playing? <laughs> yes. Uh, I am doing. Um, sure feels good to me. Okay. It's like a sixth or seventh song on Cherry Pie. So I'll do Sure Feels Good to Me. Uh, that'll be first we'll do Def Leppard Mirror Mirror. And then uh, we'll be back a little bit, uh, another quick music break. We're going to go in rapid succession now here so you don't get too uh, bored with our voices. It's KOUVradio.com, uh, Wednesday night, Headbangers Rock Show, or Headbangers Pod, depending uh, where you are, when you are. Okay, here's the two songs. We'll be right back.
Okay, that was, uh, what was that? Good shit is what that was. <laughs> sure feels good to me. It was the last song. Weren't, and yeah, it was good and, stuff. And uh, yeah. the song that you played was Mirror Mirror by Def yeah. Leppard. Two good songs. Again, like I said, with Warrant, I just think Cherry Pie is a much better album than the first one. So that's why I made my list. Not a, uh, I didn't have Jenny Lane's poster on my wall at all. I mean, we were too. <laughs> I had, uh, Bobby, time they... Bobby Brown from the video well, probably yeah, poster on my yeah, wallet. Well, for sure. Okay, your third uh, third one where the band's second album is better than their first. Okay, what well, you, what you do you me, have three? I, I always have to go into a thrash metal category here. So uh, could you take one guess of who I'd pick? Did we already uh, talk about this band? We haven't, but here's here's a. Oh. Uh, here's, uh, it, we talked about the uh, the band that the lead singer was initially part of and got kicked out of. Okay. So the choice is Megadeth. Oh, okay. when Dave gotcha. Mustaine was okay. part of Metallica, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. wrote part of Kill 'Em All. So you're more of a early Megadeth guy than I am. Um, first one was So Far So Good. No, no, no. What's the first, first one? one? Killing My Business and Business oh, is Good. Okay, and so the yeah. second one is. Second one is Peace Sells, but who's buying? Okay, so you think Peace Sells is a much better album than? Oh my God, yeah. Killing Business is '85. Okay, so okay, so yeah. Dave got kicked out of Metallica at eighty in '83. Yeah, yeah, and, that's... and he vowed to make albums that were faster, heavier, bigger, stronger. Right, right. And he did. Yeah. But Killing Is My Business is, it's not Kill 'Em All. You right, know, it's right, faster right. and heavier, but it's not. It's just the production. And yeah. It's just like it was rushed almost. Like he just he was so like in revenge mode that he just had to get it out. Right, you know? right. That's but true. I, That's a good I, point. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like P sells. He had more time. He established mm-hmm. himself, and that album, like I said about the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. that to me is an album that changed that band like completely. The dynamic of the whole band. The P sells album. P sells yeah. is that was Megadeth. It's so far yeah. different that established him as like a unique, different band than just a band trying right. to be Metallica but a little heavier. Yeah. You know. So um yeah for yeah. me the uh, the I mean you know like I'm not a big early Megadeth guy um but Peace Cells I actually know most I mean I the, most of that album I I listen to and I know most of the songs the right. the ones the bookends to that um so far so, so good so far so good so what and Killing is my business right I don't know those albums nearly I mean I honestly hardly know maybe the song Hook and Mouth on one of them with, right or whatever so far so good yeah. yeah I don't really know those two but I know Peace Cells really well yeah you know so that's what's funny about it is like um yeah I I would I would say yeah you're right and the funny thing is is just on really quickly to make uh, uh go on what you were saying about Dave Mustaine said he was going to make a band that was heavier and faster than Metallica after being mm. disgruntled about being kicked out. I saw, I responded to, I don't remember where it was on, on Facebook, but some, some podcast or somebody I follow put out a question, you know, quoted Dave Mustaine and said, Dave Mustaine said, you know, when he created Megadeth, he was going to put out a band faster, harder than Metallica. What do you think? Mm-hmm. My, my, and I actually responded to, it and I said, post black album. Yes. Megadeth is the harder, faster, better band. Pre-Black album, in my opinion, no, Metallica was a better band. Again, yeah, I don't agree. Yeah, see, but, yeah. yeah, so the, if you put up the first three Megadeth against the first three Metallica, for me, no question, Metallica is way up here. Uh, Megadeth is, you know, good, yeah. but not 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 awesome. Is not not better than Metallica stuff. But anyways, I just thought that was kind of funny because yeah. he did. You're right. He did kind of make that statement, Dave Mustaine, and, and in my opinion, I don't think it's better. But yeah, you know, some people do. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know, I know you're a big Megadeth guy. So, okay, so my third band, um, whose second album is better than their first, 
or just the third one that I have listed again, no particular order. Mm. Tesla, great radio uh, controversy. I have that on my, I have on my list with mechanical resonance and yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, that was my is number that... six on my list. Oh, so you just missed the cut. Just missed the cut. Yeah, yeah. mechanical oh, resonance. Six, is, Tesla. There it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mechanical resonance is good. It is. And it's it's got, a great record, but yeah, and yeah. it's got great songs. You know, it's got little Susie. It's got um, changes. It's got modern day cowboy. Great singular songs, but I just feel like. The deep cuts on that album are not awesome. Yep. Not not the way in, in Great Radio Controversy, which has Heaven's Trail as a hit, Making Magic kind of a hit. Obviously, Love Song is a hit. Paradise is kind of a hit too. Um, but I, I feel like I feel like Great Radio Controversy has in between those, had you know, like Hang Tough and um, Be a Man and, and some of those songs. I just feel like in between the hits on that, it's a better record. You well, know I, what think, I, mean? I think that's one of the records that is a start to finish an epic record. The whole record is amazing. Yeah, I would agree. There's not really, there's nothing on there I would skip except maybe Love Song just because again, I've just, just heard it out. so much. Yeah. But it's just more, and actually it's not even that bad. Like for me, it's a ballad that like gets played a lot or I hear it. But I don't necessarily have to not hear it every time I hear that one. Not like right. a Every Rose Has Its Thorn or right. something like yeah, that. I you can't know, even listen to that. Yeah, yeah. So Love Song is still a song where, if I'm in the mood, I'll let Love Song play out. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, for the, for me, Great Radio Controversy is just in total a better album, and that's really what it comes down to. Is like when you're looking at these albums, second and first album, are the are the deep cuts basically better because <laughs> each yeah. each one may have hits and it may be a kind of a wash in the hits mm-hmm. uh, matter of fact the four songs on on mechanical resonance that are quote-unquote hits man they're great songs they hard for great. me to display but the, the problem is is the other eight songs mm, yeah. yeah or seven or whatever is on there and eh, they're okay you know uh easy come easy go or whatever they've, they've yeah. got you know a couple things on on that album that are just eh, in my opinion okay but everything on mechanical or just on radio a, controversy they were good. such an anomaly then they were yeah like they the were smart man's metal band like they were like they weren't really hair metal but they weren't really hard rock they were yeah God, they were so good they were yeah just different yeah. yeah they had i mean they the sound wise tesla had the butt rock sound a little bit to them but they didn't dress it they were never flamboyant in their outfits right. they were jeans and t-shirt and you know type of guys um their sound was more i mean you would you would put Tesla more in the category, you know, they're, they're kind of more in the category of like, you know, great white and, um, Oh, I don't know. Great white. And, uh, let me look at my, let's see if I could put it. I've heard of them being called the thinking man's like eighties, uh, hair metal band. before. Yeah. I I mean, you know, the whole name being Tesla after the, uh, you know, after the Nikola Tesla, the guy that, that they, they, you know, feel invented electricity, not Thomas Jefferson, yeah, or not Jefferson, but um, Edison. Edison, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So, anyways, I just think that they, yeah, they were. You're right. They were an anomaly a little bit. Mm-hmm. They weren't like a pure butt rock band. They were kind of more of a hard rock band, kind of like Dawkins and that kind of. Yeah, they had. Uh, ooh, uh, yeah. There's something coming up later about that. So oh, okay. just, just you wait. Just you wait on your docking stuff okay. over there. God. <laughs> just you settle down now. <laughs> okay, um, so. Uh, okay, so great radio controversy, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I actually have this too. In my notes, I said Tesla was an outlier in butt rock. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe them. They were yeah. a butt rock band for sure, uh, in the sense that their music was in that in that you would you would know you would place them in more in line with like Great White Rat and Motley Crue than you would with um, Journey and Foreigner. Right, right, no doubt. But they were not 
bubble gummy, right? Basically, yes. So, um, good okay. choice. All right, so I'm playing the song. I'm going to play to uh, to give a little love to the great radio controversy. Um, is uh, what am I playing here? Let me look at my list. Da-da-da-da. Oh, wow! I'm going with a. I forgot about this. I am picking kind of a quasi hit. I'm I'm being almost like a hits fifty one. I'm playing oh. Paradise. Oh, well, that's. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was it was played, you know, but it wasn't played out or anything. No, so no, that's no. a great song. It's a great song. It's it's a slower fat. It's a slower to faster song. Yeah, like it kind of starts out slow and then ends up moving along. I love good. the build up of that yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's kind of a hit, but <laughs> I'm going with "Wake Up Dead." I just think it has some of the greatest changes in in any metal song ever. It's just got that groove in middle part and stuff. So "Wake Up Dead," "Wake Up Dead" for me, "Paradise" for you. Wake up dead to paradise. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> if we ha- if only that could happen. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I should I off myself tonight if I could wake up dead to paradise. Just kidding. KOUVradio.com, Headbangers Rock Show, or Headbangers Pod, however you're listening to it. Chris 51 and Joe talking 80s rock and heavy metal. That's us. That's what we do. So we're going to play the two songs, the little music break. Uh, get about on the other side of the music. We're about 30 minutes left of the show. We're going to talk about the final two uh, bands that we think whose second album is better than the first. Maybe we'll have to get a little bit more involved on these last two. I don't know if we can. We don't have time. We have uh, four true. songs. Got, play, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, here they go. Here's the songs, and we'll be right back.
We are again. There's so much Yoda around here. <laughs> this is my Yoda voice again. Back we are playing music. We are playing music. You must KOUVradio.com Headbangers Rock Show. That's who we are. That's who you have. If you're listening to it on on the KOUVradio.com, or you're listening to it on Headbangers Pod uh, later after Wednesday six to eight Pacific time. If you didn't catch us on the radio show, but the radio show is the best way to listen because I think it probably sounds the best. I don't know, you know, download qualities or whatever on, on podcasts. Yeah, probably pretty good still. Nonetheless, uh, we encourage you to, if you like the show, try and tune in live to KOUVradio.com on Wednesday, 6 to 8 Pacific time. We go on live. It's a good show. Um, plus, they play good music throughout the day. So if you just want a station that plays good music, you know, they'll range everything from punk to rock. So do it. Anyways. Um, okay, so our list tonight, our, our show for Headbangers Rock Show, Headbangers Pod, we're talking about bands whose first album or second album is better than their first. Again, a hard subject, harder yes. than we thought. Yeah. So we, we're down to, you've picked three, I've picked three. I picked Bullet Boys Freak Show, better than the first. Warrant Cherry Pie, 
better than the first, and Tesla Great Radio, better than Mechanical Resonance. Mm-hmm. And you've picked... I picked uh, Skid Row, of course, Slave to the Grind, better than the self-titled. Def Leppard, High and Dry. <laughs> I still think it's funny. Better. Your first two were the oh, two that I, I, I deemed too easy to pick because I was like, ah, it's too I easy. Know. And then okay. Megadeth, the Peace Sells, of course. Peace Sells, better than better than better than Killing Is My Killing Business. Killing Is My Business. Okay, um, yep. So that leads me to number two. And mine are in chronological order. Okay, so of albums that you like yes. the best. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, mine is... Mine's probably, although these last two are not in order, I would flip-flop them, but I'm going to read them the way I have them. So nonetheless, okay, go ahead. So my, my we kind of touched on it earlier, is yeah. Rat. Okay. okay. Rat is okay. my number two. Now, here's the thing. Do you count the EP, self-titled EP, as the first album and right, Out of the Cellar right. as the second album, or do you yeah. count Out of the Cellar and Invasion of Privacy? Either way, this mm-hmm. is my argument, mm-hmm. either way I win. Because oh. I think Out of the Cellar is better than the EP, right. if you choose that way. And I think Invasion of Your Privacy is better than Out of the Cellar, right, if you choose right, that way. So right. to me, this was a no-brainer. Okay, okay, so it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Whether you consider the EP better than the second album, or uh, an actual album, then the second one is better. Right. Yeah, okay, I get so it. So this is a win-win. That's, you know and, then, and then, you know what, we talked about earlier, and that's the one reason I didn't put it, because I just didn't know if I could, con- is the EP can. Do you consider the EP an album, or is that just like, you know, yeah. So regardless, but I personally, growing up, I'm not really considering the EP. Okay. Even though I would still pick out of the I think that's fair, because, I mean, an EP is one cover song, five songs, eh, you know, I mean, raw. They really really didn't blow up, and and everyone kind of thought of Out of the Cellar as the first Right, right. I don't don't really consider an EP to be an album. So I'm going Invasion Invasion, Invasion, yes. And I would, and you know what, I would have to agree with you on that one, because either way you go, if the EP counts and Out of the Cellar is better... If it doesn't, Invasion is probably just a little... Yeah, you're right. It's better than out, out of the and Cellar. And oddly enough, both Out of the Cellar and Invasion of Your Privacy peaked at number seven on the Billboard charts. So they were both mm-hmm. kind of equally, you know, really Obviously, good. Obviously, so. Round and Round is a much bigger hit than Lay It Down ever was. Right. But nonetheless, they had two sort of hits on that. But I can literally... To me, like we were talking about Tesla and you were talking about yeah. other records. To me, Invasion of Your Privacy is one of those records that every song is amazing. Yeah, I could choose true. anyone start to finish. Of the... Like if you were, you know, doing a... a greatest albums of the 80s rock albums of the 80s in the in the sort of hair rock genre yeah you know Def Leppard High and Dry and I think Invasion Your Privacy would be in there too yeah Yeah. right there so I'm gonna choose I'm uh, in agreement with you and the only reason I say the only reason for me it goes ahead is because the strength of the of the songs on Invasion like the beat or the deep cuts on Invasion are so good so good every one of them yeah so I'm gonna choose uh, what you give is what you Mm -hmm. get for Mm -hmm. mine I'm in the mood for that so uh what, uh, what about you? Fresh cut. Before we okay. run out of time here, what do you got? Yep. So my uh, uh, next album in line, where the second one is better than the first one, boy, I've got some, uh, I've got some Beavis and Butthead uh, winners on my list here tonight. <laughs> so I've got Winger. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. If you didn't have White Lion, you were going to yeah. have Winger. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, if I don't have White Lion, I got Winger. But I'll have to agree with you. <clears throat> yeah. With you. you know, and the first album was good. But here's what I have in my notes. Debut album, well, it was 88, and this one was 90, so this does count. It's just, it was tough for me because I do like the um, first Winger album. But um, I think what happened in the first album, they were trying to... They're, they're really good musicians. People don't realize really this, but good. Winger are really... They, they're really talented musicians. And they were... Red Beach, Kip Winger, and um, Rod Morgenstein were really good musicians coming together before. and the, But they wanted to make something kind of popular in the 80s. So they, I think the first album, I feel like they kind of like molded themselves into 80s butt rock and they sort of pushed themselves to do things like 17 and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. although Headed for, or Headed for a Heartbreak is, a, or 
Headed for, I always get it mixed up yeah. between the Def Leppard song. Headed yeah. for a Heartbreak, I think, is uh, um, their song. It's a good album. They shouldn't have probably covered Purple Haze on the first album, but nonetheless, the first album's got good stuff, but I feel like it's yeah. them trying to be too butt-rocky. Yeah. And then they come out with In the Heart of the Young, which does have a couple hair rock-sounding songs. I wrote down here, um, you know, Little Dirty Blonde, Enough is uh, Can't Get Enough, Loosen Up. Very in the right. mold of, you know, hair rock. But then they have songs like Rainbow and the Rose, In the Day We'll Never See, In the Heart of the Young, and Under One Condition. Yeah. Just great. Like, like all of a sudden, you there, here's this band doing stuff. You're like, what the hell is this? Right. I mean, this is like like epic stuff that, and this is 1990, and it's really good material. And it's like, it's rocking. It's good. It's it's quasi-progressive, which I, I dare I say that because yeah. I hate fucking progressive shit, you know, but, uh, too, but prog rock. Um, but, you know, it's it's... It has that element, but still keeps it in the in the mold of rock. You know what I, I mean? Love it. And it's really, really good. So, uh, "Wingers in the Heart of the Young" for me is a really good album, and, and definitely better overall as an album I than agree. the first one. I agree completely. So, what are you going to play from it? That being said, um, I was going to play. What am I playing on there? I've got it queued up. You it's played uh, songs before oh yeah, from this it's record. in the day we'll never see. Okay, which is kind of a again like a more proggy, epic type of song. Really awesome. Yours, uh, you're going to play was what? Uh, what you give is what you get. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we're uh, we're coming down to it, and you can always tell when we're we're ending the show because um, we we talk and blab during the beginning of the show and then we start getting we run towards the end of the show because we have a two-hour time limit on our like, radio hurry, show hurry. <laughs> yeah so we got to talk a little quicker we got to talk about play music a little faster increments here but nonetheless um then we got about 15 minutes left here of the show we're gonna play two songs now uh one from rat one from winger this is the albums show is based albums that were second albums were better than the first um so we'll let the songs go here on KOUVradio.com and Headbangers Rock Show and Headbangers Pod. Okay, be right back.
Okay, okay back we are on. so blabbering. I know, I know. Back we are on <laughs> Headbangers Rock Show, KOUVradio.com, Headbangers Pod on podcast formats all over the world. That's how crazy we are. Let's get um, into this. We don't have much time left. No, we don't. Okay, I'm going to start you up because I want to talk about this band. Okay. I, love, this is, I love this band. Quickly, if uh, somebody's tuning in for the last 15 minutes of the show, this uh, episode basically is about um, bands whose second album is better than their first. Again, I'll say the stipulation had to be uh, the first album had to be released in the 80s. Second album could be in the 90s, whatever, 2000s for that matter, if, yeah, that, if yeah. that was the case. But um, So we're talking about 80s rock bands who had a better second album than a first album, which we noted at the beginning of the show is a harder thing to think of because we named all these bands who had better first albums than their second. Right. And now we're struggling to find bands that are better second than their first. Okay, your right. last one that you're talking about So my is... last one, this is chronological order because this okay. is probably my favorite of the rest. Okay. My last one is actually a band that was formed in 1979, which I was shocked to read because they didn't get huge till 1989. But uh, in 87, they had an album called Introduce Yourself. And in 89, then they came out with The Real Thing, which is Faith No More. Oh, wait, so, so the first, their debut album was 87? 87. They didn't have anything before they that? They had a two-song EP like years before that, like 83 really? or something, yeah. So the real thing, Faith No More, to me is, I know you're not like, I know you like them, but to me they're one of those bands that changed the landscape of music before Nirvana, before anybody, but they did it in a way where they didn't just, uh, they were so different, you know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't just make grunge and then and forget leave you know our our hair metal and the and behind they kind of just combined everything so mm. unique but um, so yeah. they, but they had a different so they had a different singer before mike yeah Patton. they had chuck mosey you know courtney love actually sang for them for a little bit they like auditioned her and really? she sang some live shows with them huh i just thought for some reason yeah. i thought they had now i i don't i mean i thought they had other material prior to the mac mike Patton albums no they did yeah chuck mosey they're that oh, singer they but they didn't have yourself. full albums they had one full album oh they did but, yeah it oh okay yourself. so you're saying yeah. the second album which is the real thing is the, second the real album. thing is the second album okay yeah. okay okay way I can better see. than yeah, the first yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. let's face it chuck mosey was no mike Patton. yeah they yeah. bring in mike Patton. he's like he's a teenager singing in a high they found him singing in a high school band which hmm. was mr bungle which was yeah, his side yeah. Band. right right they brought him in and he wrote the entire album in two weeks yeah two yeah. weeks and it becomes one of the best albums ever so yeah i'm, uh, I'm just going to start with the title track of that one from out of nowhere because there's a lot of longer songs yeah. i pick but we don't have right. time so yeah. uh faith no more is my number one how about wow. you wow faith no more yeah you 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 do make me the uh you you do venture into that faith no more Megadeth category, and then you make me choose all the butt rock stuff over <laughs> well, that's here. That's all right. I have some butt rock. <laughs> I have bubblegum Joe over here. That's all right. Um, white Lion Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, White Lion versus... We're going to do an episode with these. White Lion versus uh, Faith No More. We'll see. We'll head see. To head. Cage match. <laughs> I think my lion's going to beat you. Okay. So my last one is Dokken. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I, I'm a latecomer to Dokken. They were not on my radar in the 80s, nor were they even on my radar in the 90s. They're still not nor on my were they, radar. Nor were they on my radar in the 2000s, uh, nor were they really on my ra- radar until about five years ago. You know, I'm 48, and I grew up in the 80s. I listened. To, I knew who Dokken was. Right. I'd heard a couple. I'd heard Alone again. I'd heard the the Nightmare on Elm Street song, Dream, what is it, Dream, Dream Warriors. Warriors. And those songs were okay, but they were never our yes. favorite. To me, Dokken was always the epitome of butt rock. Sorry to yeah. say this, but they were. They have great riffs, though. So yeah. the one reason that's gotten me into Dokken lately and later in life is that George Lynch, just they, they have really, really good heavy riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Doc, the charm of Dokken is that they have heavy riffs, and then here comes Don Dokken, this guy who sings. And occasionally, I listen to Don Dokken sing. I think he sounds like like the band Dokken was trying out lead singers, even though I know he was the start of the band. But they were trying out lead singers, and the guy, I got this guy. He's he's a math teacher at the local, uh, you know, right, how, yeah. middle school. But he sings. You want to try him out? His name's Don. <laughs> he kind of just sounds very generic and not very good. He but then then he has this register where he gets up high and he can do it. I. I just like give me, let me make a ten song Dokken playlist and I'll love it. I'm not like a full Dokken album guy, but I've gotten into them recently enough to be like I actually like some of their stuff, and I never really gave them the time of day five, six, seven years ago uh, up until about that point. But I've, I've tried. just I've tried. I can't do it. I just I got into them a little bit. Again, I feel like their music really does epitomize that kind of hair rock, butt rock sound, you know, mm-hmm. I really think it does. But that's a good thing, in my opinion. That's, yeah, of it's course. It's good. It's nice. It's fun. The riffs are strong. The The lyrics are cheesy. The uh, In some regards, some of the lyrics are fine. They're actually less cheesy than Poison and Warrant. But um, uh, and but Don, Don Dawkins singing is, it's okay. I mean, he has some moments. And then other times he just sings low. But it's just, I honestly, I feel like the great George Lynch riffs drives Dawkins. And it's just some of the ones like this song I play is called "Just Got Lucky," oh, and I know. the chorus, yeah, the chorus song. is just moving. Kind of one of their hits, I mean, yeah, it is a little bit. Hit. It is a little bit of a hit. I mean, it's not alone again. It's not Dream Warriors. I just but... see. I kind of. I always thought they were just kind of average. Yeah, I love George Lynch's playing, but because of his singing, it was just like, eh, honestly, I won't change it if yeah. it's on the radio. But I, right. I'm not going to buy it. True, and that's a good point. I they're not they are, and that's a good way to. They are kind of generic. Yeah. A little bit, like if you threw on Dokken and you didn't really know these songs, or you did, you know, and you, somebody just had this music on in the background. Like I said, it would it would be it would sound to you like quintessential '80s rock. Um, so, but nonetheless, I to me, it's still like yeah. I got I've gotten into them enough to where I like a lot of songs. And talking about the albums really quickly before we get going here, um, the first album was basically done really fast. Don took it over to Germany, got signed as Don Dawkin, brought it back, um, told all the guys, hey, look what I did. And they're like, what? They got pissed off at him, hence the rivalry between George and him for years to get Nonetheless, they changed the name back to just Dawkin. The second album is Tooth and Nail. Mm-hmm. First album's kind of, eh, it's okay. I mean, it's not, not nothing's, nothing great on it. Second album, Tooth and Nail, is when they really got Big. Good songs. And this yeah. song just just got lucky is on there, and I think it's a great song. So for yeah. me, Dokken would be uh, highlights on that album: "Tooth and Nail," "When Love Comes Down," and "Just Got Lucky" are the highlight well, songs this, for me. Though, at least it's not White Lion, so we can agree <laughs> on that. It's a much better choice than White Lion. Yeah, I know. I'd I had, hear I had my White, White Lion. Lion. I had my White Lion queued up, but I decided to go <laughs> with Dokken instead. So Dokken, I'll play "Just Got Lucky." You're going to play "From Out of Nowhere." From Out of Nowhere. <laughs> God, we're going to go from Faith No More to Dokken. Yeah. Jeez. Wow, okay. That's Mr. how we roll here. Mr. Mr. Cool Guy over there, leaving me <laughs> uh, to the bubblegum stuff. All right, Headbangers Rock Show. It's been fun. Good episode, Headbangers Pod, uh, KUVradio.com. It's Wednesday night or it's Sunday afternoon, wherever you're listening. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. We'll uh, play these two songs, and then we are out of here, and we'll be back next week for another episode. All right. You stay metal. I'll stay docking. You'll be docking. <laughs> docking. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.